Welcome to The Real Mom's Playbook, where balance becomes a lifestyle. Brought to you by our premier sponsor, Earthly Wellness. Your life doesn't have to be a hot mess, and in season one, I will be taking you on your own intentional transformation. So grab your playbook and let's get going. All right, and welcome to episode five, part two of The Real Mom's Playbook. I'm your host, Lisa Autry. Today, we are going to expand on time management strategies to make you the queen of your routine. I want to open our episode by thanking our amazing sponsor, Earthly Wellness. Earthly's mission is to change the way the world sees healthcare and does their part to create clean, pure products for you and your whole home and family. Head on over to earthly.com, that's E-A-R-T-H-L-E-Y.com to grab detergent, soap, tinctures, anything you might need for your home and family. Today, we pick back up on our time segment. At the end of today, we're gonna have a great framework to build your ideal life based upon when you work best. Remember, we all have the same 1,440 minutes in a day. How are you spending yours to be most effective, fulfilled, and aligned with how you wish to achieve this life? Did you do the homework from last week? Before listening, make sure you go find out what your chronotype was, which was the first homework assignment from last week. Are you a bear, wolf, dolphin, or lion? Write down your results in the Real Moms Playbook on page 50. Did you have a chance to read all about your chronotype? If not, that's okay. I'll be giving you the basics today to help you address your framework and when you work best. The biggest thing from your homework was to track and check your days. This gives you the clarity necessary to understand what you accomplish in a day and where you will place it within your ideal framework. Hope you did that because it will help just a little bit during this episode on where to place your objectives throughout the day. I'm going to be giving you a ton of info in today's episode covering steps towards becoming a routine queen. So make sure you have your book open and ready to take notes and be prepared to listen to this episode a couple of times as you dive in and better understand how you work best. This is getting to understand who you are. This will be necessary when it comes to self-care and even when we address your finances. This is all building blocks and stepping stones towards success. I'm going to give you the five steps towards becoming the queen of your routine and then we're going to dive into each one throughout the episode. Step one, sleep. Step two, work blocks and goals. Step three, timers and transitions. Step four, rules and rituals. And lastly, step five, tracking and checking. Step one into becoming a routine queen is sleep. I know, that dreaded word, sleep. Your lack of sleep is literally killing you. It's killing your patience. It's killing your productivity. It's killing your desire for intimacy. It's killing the elasticity in your skin, causing those crow's feet. Straight up killing you. While many of us feel it's our kids causing the lack of sleep, And if you have a newborn, it honestly is, sorry to tell you. But for many of us, we are self-sabotaging our own natural flow of energy and failing with our best practices with sleep. I'll discuss nutrition in the next episode because nutrition, caffeine, and water consumption all have their role to play in your quality of sleep as well. But we have to tackle one problem at a time. Objective one for better sleep is don't hit the snooze. According to Michael Breas, when we are woken up out of our sleep state, it kicks up our adrenaline and cortisol levels, which triggers a response in our system to awaken and fight. Because you know we're like literally still cave people. By hitting snooze, 
This repeats the process over and over again while trying to restart your sleep cycle. This kills your restorative state and will leave you feeling foggy and groggy all day long. Wolves are the only chronotype allowed one snooze, and I wouldn't use it liberally either. Put your alarm away from you so you have to fully get out of bed to turn it off. Do a stretch and then move on with your day. I tell my clients to plan what they're going to do right when they wake up so they immediately have something to jumpstart their day into. For me, it's my Bible and prayer time, so it gives me something to look forward to when I wake up. It gives me a purpose. It gives me intention. For you, it could be meditation, stretching, reading, journaling, working out, shower, whatever the thing is that gets you going, then do it. We will discuss more about this in rules and rituals because how you start and end your day is crucial. Objective two for better sleep is to be active during the day. I know this feels counterproductive because if you're always tired, then you don't want to work out and become more tired, but it's actually the exact opposite. The more active you are during the day, the better quality sleep you get because it actually puts you into a deeper sleep state to rejuvenate. Get outside with your kids on a walk, have a dance party in the kitchen, and be more mindful to get more steps in during the day. Living an active lifestyle looks different for everyone, but make the effort and make it something that's joyful for you. Objective three for better sleep is to remove the chaos. In other words, don't get in a fight on Facebook right before going to bed. You will stew on it all night long. Trust me, been there. I'm an Enneagram 8, which is the challenger. Fighting is just built into me. And I like to go and start a good fight on Facebook, but it's not helping my sleep. Do it earlier in the day so you can decompress before you go to sleep. In order to get effective and quality sleep, turn off all electronics an hour before bed. We call this the power down hour. In the Real Moms Playbook itself, I discuss planning and reflecting and tell you to do three things before bed every single night. Number one, reflect. Number two, express gratitude. And number three, plan. It's important to look back on that day and think about what you accomplished. Also expressing gratitude for a couple of things will end your day on a good note, even those days that weren't very good. And then planning for the next day will help you wake with purpose and intention. So see what objectives you have for the following day. In addition to these three things, I also want you to do something for you before bed. Maybe it's take a bath, read a book, pray, paint your nails, whatever sparks joy in your life, then do it. As women, we need to get in the habit of ending the day by doing something for ourselves and that something isn't the dishes or laundry. Do something that makes you happy during this hour and your sleep will be a lot better because of it. Objective four for better sleep is consistency. And we know consistency is queen when becoming the queen of your routine. We get great at anything in life through consistency and your sleep is no different. Remember I had you take that test to find out your chronotype? Well, your chronotype dictates your ideal sleep times and everyone is unique. This is why I said last episode that maybe a 5 a.m. start time is not right for you and that's okay. Stop trying to fit into a mold that society is dictating for you if it's not really meant for you. Instead of telling you your ideal wake and sleep times, that's something you can find within the Power of Win book, I'm going to give you your parameters of sleep, how much you should be shooting for each night. 
With young kids, this won't be perfect, but it's something to aim for. And so knowing how much you need to get is going to help you dictate when you're going to go to sleep and when you're going to wake. The biggest thing is your consistency to wake at the same time each day despite rough nights with sleepless kids or those fun late nights. Let's start with dolphins. Dolphins, you my friends, are the insomniacs and sadly struggle with sleep inertia the longest. Sleep inertia we all have and it's that groggy feeling when you wake. Dolphins struggle with it the longest. For dolphins, you want to shoot for six hours of sleep because you wake so often. That's normal for you. The way to combat exhaustion for a dolphin is to get up and move, but shoot for six hours of sleep a night. Lions, you my friends are the early risers. You take a big bite out of your day first thing and need to be shooting for seven to seven and a half hours of sleep. As lions, you wake so early that you struggle staying up until a decent hour at night. The way to combat that is to work out in the late afternoon so you gain enough stamina to make it through the evening. Bears, you my friends are the social creatures. Society really revolves around you and your energy rises and falls with the sun. You above all need the most sleep at eight hours. Don't let your social nature cripple you though. If you stay out late one night, try to wake up at a consistent time the next morning. Your body will adjust and adapt to less sleep for that day and will actually get you back into your rhythm faster. Wolves, you my friends, are the night energizers. The nighttime is the right time for you howlers, and you require seven to seven and a half hours of sleep to function effectively. If you have children who are early risers, try to adjust your nighttime schedule to accommodate while still enjoying your nighttime energy. A good power down hour is your best friend. Back your wake time into your sleep time to determine how much sleep you are actually getting. If you need to reset, I recommend pushing your wake time and your sleep times by 15 minute increments every six days until you've achieved alignment for your life. Sleep is always tricky, but I want you to place your time and energy towards focusing on adequate sleep so you can rise to your best self. Now moving on, step two in becoming a routine queen is work blocks and goals. This one seems obvious because we hear work blocks, time blocks, and goals often. They are totally buzzwords, but let's be real. Many of us are just floating through the day like, wait, did I do anything of value today? Work blocks are your allies when done correctly. Many of us are just floating through and saying, okay, now I'll do this. When we aren't really looking at the effective time for us to do something. Everyone's biotime rhythm is different, so everyone has high and low energy points throughout their day. Let's start with the lion this time. They have their peak brain power in the morning. So in the early morning, use that brain by doing challenging tasks like finances, copywriting, and school with the kids. Mid-morning is when you will get to work like having calls, play dates, and household chores. In the afternoon, lions get the most tired, so keep it light and fun with coloring, brainstorming, light household chores, and laundry. For lions, think of your energy as decreasing throughout the day, so the level of difficulty of tasks needs to decrease throughout the day as well. Now let's move on to bears. You have the same energy flow as lions, but it just happens later in the day. Bears need to use their brains in the morning, get to work in the afternoon, and then keep it light and fun in the evening. So mid-morning, you will crunch those numbers, work out difficult problems, and tutor those kids. In the afternoon is when you need to do your household chores, have calls, and play with the kids. 
And the nighttime is where you will brainstorm, keep it light and fun in nature. For dolphins, you need to start your mid-morning off slow because your sleep inertia lasts the longest. So you'll begin your day with movement and then light and fun brainstorming, household chores, and having a good time with the kids. This is a great time to get outside in the sun to kick that sleep inertia faster too. In the early afternoon, dolphins are ready to get to work with calls, tedious household chores, and interactions. And in the late afternoon is when the dolphin is at their peak energy level and ready to do the challenging work like crunching numbers, school, and difficult emails. Lastly, we have the wolves. Their day starts out the same as dolphins as they adjust to their day. Keep it light and fun in the morning with household chores, brainstorming, and creativity. In the afternoon, wolves do best to use their brains. So do your difficult objectives then, like crunching numbers, handling difficult emails, and working through school with your kids. And in the late afternoon is when you will get to work with household chores, playdates, calls, and when you do best with interaction. Following this framework will help you become more efficient with your time and when you have the greatest and lowest energy levels. Think about blocking out 20 minutes to 90 minutes on each of the objectives because if you have young kids, you're only going to get 20 solid minutes of work. If you have older kids, you can get 90 minutes of work in, but you'll find after 90 minutes, your energy level will naturally decrease. You cannot focus for too long, even as an adult, so make it easy on yourself and create smaller blocks of time to be more productive and efficient. All chronotypes need to be using a prep period. So in the morning, look at your day. Determine what you need to be doing and when you should be doing it. During your prep period, you want to determine where you will fit in your power of six. What is the power of six? When I was researching for my book, I asked the question, how much can one person realistically handle in a day? In my research, I found so many different answers, all from 7 to 12 objectives, all the way down to just one thing. That one thing was obviously a man who didn't have other obligations. So when I was reviewing my client's schedules with my own to help us become the best managers of our lives, I created this formula and it stuck pretty well, and it's made it to where it's pretty achievable on a consistent basis. The power of six is focusing on six objectives per day three large tasks, and three small tasks. With this, you have 12 hours in a day divided by six, which means two hours per objective per day, leaving you with 12 hours for sleeping, eating, and rest periods. Yes, I often take a nap because I build it into my life. The weight you place on each objective is up to you, and obviously not every task will take two hours, and some may take even more, but it's a good rule of thumb to help you visually see how much time you have for your six objectives. The three bigger tasks I give greater weight to, more time to in a sense, like cleaning and recording this podcast, and three smaller tasks like working out or making a couple of quick calls. The power of six should be determined during your prep period so you have a clear understanding of what you hope to conquer during the day and when you hope to conquer it. And don't worry if your day isn't perfect and you know what hits the fan. I address this in step five of becoming the queen of your routine shortly. At this point, let's take our quick break with our first sponsor. And when we come back, we're going to discuss boundaries, delegation, and strong transitions. Be right back. Are you looking for a community that focuses on making you your most confident self inside and out? 
Sparkle and Shine with Kim Bain focuses on giving women the tools to feel beautiful, confident, and unique. Whether you are looking for a fun place to enjoy trivia night or the accessories to fit your style, Sparkle and Shine is a free community that gives you solutions for your fashion challenges. Grab your favorite necklace, get some mascara to finish off your look, or become a fellow stylist to start your own venture. Kim will assist you every step of the way. See show notes under Sparkle and Shine to hop on into our community to join the fun or to join the team. And we are back. Before we move on to the other steps in becoming a routine queen, I want to discuss balance and boundaries. I'm going to be 100% honest and transparent with you. Balance is unachievable. It's true. And while in my book, I talk about becoming a balanced boss babe, balance doesn't mean exactly what I think you think it means, if you know what I mean. No matter what you do in this life and who you are, you will always feel the scales pulling in one direction versus another. This is why I want you focusing on a cross-balanced life. I like this quote by Gary Keller, author of The One Thing. He says, when you gamble with your time, you may be placing a bet you cannot cover. Don't gamble with things like your time, love, and energy. This is what you are doing by attempting to balance it all perfectly. True balance, the one I mean when I discuss the term balanced boss babe, is achieved when you get really good at focusing in on one thing at a time and cross-balancing well to the next objective. This is why the power of six is crucial. You have your top five values and six objectives to complete in a day. To balance well, you are placing your time, energy, and love into the things most important to you effectively with full focus and giving proper time to each of those areas individually. Life is filled with things that are undone, but if you cross balance well, you are hitting your priorities and values, and that's the most achievable thing we can hope for. That's true success and balance. Choose what tasks matter most during your prep period that will require your focus and give all of your focus during its determined time. Utilize your work blocks and timers to define the period of work and once it's time to move onward, you close it up in full for the time being, if it must be continued later, and cross over to the next task and roll. Your boundaries with your time are the yeses in your life. Creating boundaries means saying yes to the right things in your life. If it's not within your yeses, then it's your noes. Determining your yeses is by looking at your values and saying, does this objective fulfill one of my values? If it's a no, then it's a no across the board. Not a maybe, not a mm, not a okay, I'll do it. It's a no. This is where delegation comes in. Not everything can be a no in our life, so sometimes we need to learn to delegate a little bit better. We cannot and should not do it all for everyone. So if you find yourself running on fumes and not following my power of six method, then I recommend delegating. Asking for help doesn't make you weak. It makes you smarter. As intentional, unstoppable real moms, we like working smarter. And like I said last episode, even holding your kids accountable for spaces within the home will grant you more time for other things in your day. In the Real Moms Playbook on page 56, I have you do the exercise of specific tasks you'd like to delegate and who may be good for that task. Don't skip this. It will be helpful for you in a pinch. Now moving on to step three and becoming a routine queen is timers and transitions. If you are someone like me who is always chasing the next shiny objective, then you need timers in your life. 
the system that defines your boundaries of time to help keep you focused and aligned during the day. Or else you'll get stuck in one objective all day long and forget all about the other areas of importance in your life. It's as simple as setting a timer on your phone, and once that timer goes off, you close out and transition to the next objective. Your productivity is dependent not only by how much you can effectively conquer in a day, but also how seamlessly you can transition from one objective to another while lessening your reorient period. To effectively transition over to the next objective, you first need to stand up if you are sitting and stretch it out. Then pull all items together that you are working on and talk about what you did out loud and where you are currently finishing up. The out loud part is weird, I know, but it actually helps you reconcile where you are leaving off and what is left. Make a note of it on a post-it and stick it to one of the items that is not complete. Then organize the items back into their home or in an inbox to keep your other areas clear. This is important because it will help keep your home tidy since everything now currently has a home. Grab your planner to find out what's next and then move onward. This feels like it takes a long time to transition, but once you get this good system in place, it only will take about a minute or two. Systems are effectively built with consistency, and your transitional system will be efficient once you are consistent with it. And this system is key to your success. Step four in becoming a routine queen is rules and rituals. Like with good transitional systems, rules and rituals help us establish consistency and order in our life with actually less thought and energy. My rules that I create for myself within my life teach me to love the process, not just the progress attained. And that is huge. These are the things we do daily that start to become second nature. Maybe for you it's prayer or making the bed or even a simple skincare regimen. These are the things that are placed in the beginning and the end of our days to help us start and end our days the right way. The rules and rituals that we create for ourselves help hold us accountable within our tasks and to-dos. For this, I want you to ask the question, what do I need to do to be the best me possible? That's the beginning of your rules and rituals. On page 60, you will begin jotting down some rules and rituals you want to create for yourself. Starting and ending your days off right will ultimately dictate your success throughout the day. Before we discuss the final step in becoming a routine queen, let's take our final break with our last sponsor today. Be right back. Self-care shouldn't be a struggle, but for most moms, taking care of ourselves and our hygiene falls dead last, even behind the dog. Let's be real. That's why I recommend Crystal Cosmo. She's an educated salon owner and stylist who is efficient and affordable. Specializing in Brazilian waxing and lash lifts, Crystal Cosmo is dedicated to providing you with premium beauty services to make you look and feel your best at an affordable price. The best part is she's the owner of the beauty lounge Fresno, so you can go to one place for all of your services like hair and nails. Visit Crystal Cosmo in the show notes to view her services, book a session, and check out educational courses she will be offering very soon for stylists to expand their services. Make self-care a priority again with Crystal Cosmo because you deserve it. And we are back. Today, we've discussed four steps in becoming the queen of our routines. Step one was sleep. Step two was work blocks and goals. Step three was timers and transitions. And step four was rules and rituals. Last but not least in becoming a routine queen is step five, which is tracking and checking. 
This is where the fluidity of your routine comes in. I didn't make you listen to this whole episode just to bore you with systems and transitions, but rather to help hold you accountable and be consistent with your success. And a huge part of your success is tracking and checking what goes on within your life to make sure you are continuing to head in the right direction. Reflection is necessary for us to learn and grow. Reflecting on one's time and productivity helps us to become more realistic of how much time we are actually wasting. That's why I always recommend a paper planner like a Tula 12 or a passion planner to place your power of six within and check off what you have accomplished and move onward to the next days, weeks in order to get it done. Checking off boxes literally releases dopamine in your brain, which plays a role as a reward for fulfilling a task. That's why creating a list, tracking it by checking it off, and moving on is so impactful. It's literally like that happy little drug in your brain towards making you able to handle more. It's a momentum builder in your life and can combat exhaustion pretty effectively. This also helps you understand where to move objectives that are left undone and not complete. When looking at your day forward, where can you fit that task in for the next day, week, month, if it's not done currently? Keeping the scoreboard creates a nice little game for yourself and helps you understand how you are utilizing your 1,440 minutes in a day. Tracking and checking your tasks within your goals related to the roles in your life and ultimately your values is how you'll become the successful mom boss that I know you desire to be. Lead with the important things in your life and you will be successful. This is your legacy, remember. I had a few questions from the past episodes from listeners and within the Real Moms Tribe that I want to address to help you understand how fluid routines work so you can get going on these steps in the right way right away. Question one, what do you do when you are traveling, sick, or trying to get back into the swing of things? Sometimes we need to lessen the power of six. I recommend when resetting yourself to keep it simple, go back to the basics and build in those steps once more, work on your rules and rituals, make sure you are conquering in the sleep department and then build from there. While traveling, make sure you are enjoying your trip and living in the moment. Add in what you can, but this should look like a lessened version of what you normally conquer at home in your normal routine. That's okay. When I'm sick, which I'm still getting over at this point, and that's normal, we have to make sure that we handle the basics and then focus on the activities that can help get us well faster. This is what should be on your focus list, whether you need a nap, a bath, whatever, make sure you're tracking and checking that as well. And make sure you're putting on your list just the most basic things to help continue you forward in most aspects of your life. More on this within the Pivot Real Good episode in the coming weeks to help you understand a little bit better when you know what hits the fan. Question two, how do I determine what systems to put into place for my life? This ultimately comes down to your values. When looking at your values, what things are important to complete to make your values easier to live? Health and family are important to me, so I need an orderly home in order to fully live in the moment and enjoy myself with my family and participate in my health-related activities. That means my transition systems with laundry, cooking, and project closeouts are important for me to be able to focus on my health and family. A morning ritual and a nighttime ritual I think are vital for all of us to start and end our days the right way. 
What you ultimately do during that time is up to you, but ask yourself what things you need to do in order to live your values fully. And lastly, question three, what if the power of six is too much? Then start with half of that. If you struggle getting focused and maintaining it all during the day with young children or lots of responsibilities, then make your day the power of three. I will tell you though, if you've kicked the clutter and your home is orderly, it's a lot easier to complete the power of six each day. Even if you work out of the home, that will be one of your objectives during the day. When we fight with our home, we struggle even with the most basic of tasks, much less moving forward with bigger goals and objectives. So make sure you kick the clutter first before trying to handle all the other things in your life. If you need to kick the clutter, make sure you go back to episode four and complete before you move on to becoming the queen of your routine. And if you ever have any questions about this, feel free to email me at info at I will answer your questions as best as I can. If this whole episode was super overwhelming for you, don't worry, I can help. I break down Routine Queen into a three-month process one-on-one with you to help you understand how to effectively build the framework of your time to be successful. Life isn't cookie cutter, so stop trying to grab your schedule off of Pinterest. See show notes under Routine Queen one-on-one for more information. I also received another question. What happened to Mama's Unstoppable Tribe that I talk about in my book? Since I published the book, I've actually gone through a rebrand. So the Real Moms Tribe was formerly Mama's Unstoppable Tribe. It's actually exactly the same community. So don't worry, you're not missing out on this best kept secret. Mama's Unstoppable Tribe is now the Real Moms Tribe. Just as a reminder, your routine won't be perfect in a day or a week. Work on each step a little at a time over the coming months. You should be able to fully align your life within six months as long as your home is where it needs to be. But I promise you, if you devote time to these areas, you will live a happier, more fulfilled life every single day. Next week, we are going to start the self-care segment, so be ready to put some time into you. Make sure you're subscribed and give the podcast five stars when you give a chance. Until next time, this is The Real Mom's Playbook, and I'm Lisa Autry. Thank you for joining me for The Real Mom's Playbook, which has been made possible by our amazing sponsors. Make sure you check the show notes for links and access to the amazing resources. You can find me at thedaughterdiary.com and on Instagram at thedaughterdiaries. See you next time. I'm Lisa Autry, and this is The Real Mom's Playbook.